According to the bio he wrote, Gabriel Rutledge is one of North America's finest touring stand-up comics. He has appeared on Comedy Central and is a past winner of the Seattle International Comedy Competition. Christy Rutledge is one of North America's finest stay-at-home moms. They have three kids, they're married, they swear a lot, they're the Rutledges. Okay, we are rolling. But what's actually rolling? The, well, I was going to say tape. It's clearly not tape. The the uh, the recording is rolling. But I don't understand why you say rolling. So you say in the studio. But we don't have a tape that's rolling. I said four fucking words, <laughs> and you already have a problem with them. <laughs> problem i was just curious <laughs> hi welcome to the podcast why do you say welcome are you a mat uh okay um do you remember our song remember the song that i wrote in my dream midnight is all right for lovers i uh yeah i woke up and uh that was stuck in my head and i'm like if and it's been like six years and now we we're singing and this but again, no, I guess I got to fall asleep again to write some follow-up lyrics. But remember, um, didn't Kane and Mike write I believe, I believe uh, Mike Coletta and Kane Holloway, uh, funny comedians, uh, they, I think they had some more lyrics. But I, I can't know. remember them. They sent them to what us. What a weird but... thing to wake up to. Just like, how'd you sleep last night? Midnight <laughs> is all right. For, for lovers. lovers. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a real, I mean, it's almost like, a, as in the old days, we'd say a lighter song. <laughs> you know what I mean? You wave the lighter. Yeah. I guess now you wave your phone light. I don't know yeah. what you do. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, what a dumb, uh, I mean, Olive writes a lot of songs around our house. They're amazing. What's her song about? Oh, what's the point of life <laughs> if, if you, you always die at night? night? What's the, the point, point of death, death if you, you have, have such funky, funky breath? I mean, that's a pretty good jam. Well, the best one was I I recorded it because she actually has a really deep, soulful voice. If she, not deep, like rich. I was going to say not deep. deep. <laughs> Way down low. Olive? Oh. <laughs> this train is bound for glory. Olive Rutledge? So she, it's really a good voice, sure. but nobody gets to hear only, it. Only when no one's listening. And she was in the bathtub singing, and so I wasn't really listening to actually what she was singing, but I thought, I'm going to record this, because, like, here's Maisie, who does theater, she, she takes <laughs> voice lessons, she's in, you know these choirs like she was selected to a couple different like choirs that she had to audition to for this year and like um we uh we like olive like has this great voice but nobody hears it so i wanted people to like like some of you know my friends to hear it like my theater friends and stuff 
So I like the voice, like the voice memo, because I hear her singing. And I don't realize what she's singing, but then she's like, "So let me dial nine one one, cause you're a stalker, <laughs> and no one likes a stalker." Like, yeah, she was feeling it. I, what the hell do you watch on YouTube, lady? That's what, what I want to know. One of my friends... No, my sister Kim was like, <laughs> I think she's writing the soundtrack for Mother May I Sleep With Danger, the musical. <laughs> I was like, what is she singing? Uh, of course, our one of our favorite family songs wasn't even a song, but we were telling ghost stories um, on the beach at Seaside, which is always... Like, when you look back... You're like, oh, fun times at the beach around the fire. But the amount of times we couldn't get the fire lit and people were yelling and there was sand and ice, it's a clusterfuck. But then the next year, you're like, we got to go to the beach and light a fire. I know, right, right. <laughs> it's our best time ever. But we were telling ghost stories. And, lot, you know, depends on their age. A lot of the ghost stories are like, and then our ghost pooped and another ghost slipped on the poop and peed. You know, you're like, oh, boo. <laughs> Some say on a quiet night, you can see hear that ghost poofing uh but johnny he said the line um uh he he's, he's okay said, you say it i don't remember he it that was well. telling this story <laughs> and he was like trying to make it well first he was making it spooky and like about a ghost that haunts places and then he could tell that olive was getting a little scared so he was like well and you know <laughs> Death is a party when you're a ghost. That's true. And then I, I decided to sing it like Fred Snyder from the B-52s. <laughs> Death is a party when you're a ghost. It's stuck. It's, it's been years. Oh, gosh. Last summer, I Maisie talked about this recently because Johnny's birthday was was this week. And so, like, when it's their birthday, I like to put... I have like one of those letter board signs and I like to put something about their them like Maisie likes to spell her say that she's amazing and she, her name's spelled M A I S Y and she likes to spell it A M A I S Y N G amazing. Mm -hmm. And Olive likes she she there's this play it's the 25th annual Putnam County spelling bee and in it there's a line of a song or something where they say because there's a character named olive and they say if you rearrange the letters of the name olive it spells i love <laughs> and so i like to say that to olive last year she like in the beginning of the year when they were like drawing portraits of themselves or something she um she put that under her name and like the principal comes by and was like oh wow that's so clever did you think of that and she's like yes <laughs> and so like they all were like i was so impressed with how clever she is i'm like she did not write that but so then for johnny's i wrote death is a party 
when you're a ghost. Death is a party when you're a ghost. And Maisie was reminded me, I forgot about this, like, last summer when I was telling my ghost story, I told this, like, super long story about a tennis match do you remember this like Mm -hmm. and i like had tons of character development like a tennis team and like then after the match they like went to a party it was so long and it was also at the very end i could just make somebody (laughs) say death is a party when you're a ghost (laughs) uh you know Maisie also pointed out that if you say olive backwards spell it backwards it's evil o i know (laughs) (laughs) just perhaps more appropriate uh i'm gonna say we're in one of the oh by the way speaking of birthdays our son uh johnny turned 18 somehow i mean i know that's how time works but holy shit how did that happen i don't know um but uh podcast producer don the cat (gasps) is 13 years old he's probably sleeping right now on the um crown royal bag that i laid on the couch <laughs> i put a little uh, crown royal bag on the couch and he thinks it's his pillow he, he literally lays his head on a crown royal bag he's royal um so why did you bring up the song the it's just um, been in my head lately oh <laughs> um anyway this is okay this has got to be the only podcast that would ever say this sentence uh, <laughs> i think we have some follow-up on the fart story <laughs> Which one? Good point. <laughs> we have follow-up fart news. <laughs> uh, last week, I while Christy was making a Marco Polo video, which is like an app where you record videos for your friends, I let loose a low, long blast of gas. <laughs> and it was recorded. Yes. And there's no take-backs or editing. It's just out there. Um, and so the other people on the other end of the Marco, when we were recording the podcast, they hadn't got back, which made it worse. It just means they, they heard me fart and you start laughing. And that was they didn't even respond. So I'm like, that's worse. But then you talk to someone who did see it. Well, did you hear what she did? So she teaches um, ex- like fitness classes. So... <laughs> She goes into the studio and then does like zooming, like a Zoom fitness class from the studio. So she had her phone hooked up to the sound system to get ready and she was listening to the Marco Polo. And it was like through the lab, like the sound system of the fitness place. <laughs> so, uh. So I, I had a, um, I received a text from a Rutledge podcast. Well, actually from a Rutledge reveler. So, um, who wanted to, um, share her fart story. Um, cause I shared a, <laughs> Hey folks, send in your fart stories. <laughs> Why didn't we just call this podcast fart stories? We'd be doing a hell of a lot better. Imagine, you know what? I would listen to a podcast that just told fart stories. Every guest gets like the same fart questions like, what was your worst fart ever? What was the last time you sharted? And what food makes you fart the most? Just- oh my gosh, that's such a good idea. <laughs> this week's guest, George Clooney. <laughs> Everybody has like what is like the worst 
party we've ever led. <laughs> I mean, don't you think week five, it'd be like, yeah, that sounds smelly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what do you... Oh, <laughs> that would be my favorite podcast. Because <laughs> everyone has a story. I mean, I'm going to Google. You tell me about your friend. I'm going to oh, see God. if there's a podcast called Fart Stories. <laughs> just be so funny <sighs> okay so she <laughs> i told a story about when i was doing gymnastics and i farted <laughs> thankfully when i talked to my sister she <laughs> said she remembered that fart <laughs> so wait <laughs> someone remembered your bad fart the, when my was doing gymnastics my sister did yeah <laughs> Wow. When you remember someone else's fart, that's pretty impressive, actually. I remember some of yours. I mean, some people's farts are a part of our family memories. You know right. what I mean? Like that guy at Disneyland during our honeymoon who crop dusted the entire <laughs> Disney on ice or whatever it was. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. But so I was smoking. <laughs> I was classy back then. I was smoking while we watched it and taking pictures and I, um, I, like this, like I took a picture and the smoke from my cigarette, like must have like been going up in front of it. And it was the man in front of us. His kids kept saying, dad. And, and, um, so we get our pictures back and I snapped a picture of his but on accident and there's smoke from my cigarette is going up so i always say i have a picture of a fart why you don't remember that the next time you uh <laughs> well you don't glare at them you glare at me as if i'm responsible for the person smoking i do well like when people are like smoking around children you don't take it well and like, that was you we were watching i know i was terrible yeah i bet you can't smoke in disneyland anymore right? oh i'm sure you can yeah i um Except for Mickey. Daddy, oh, fuck these kids. Isn't that so weird? Like, I um, I still remember the best thing. I quit smoking 20 years ago. But um, I remember the best thing was Johnny was probably seven. And we were going into Target. And we were in the parking lot. And it looked like somebody must have dumped their whole ashtray on the ground. Like tons of cigarette butts and johnny was like "Ew, gross and i was like i know um and we started talking about smoking and i told him that i used to smoke and i quit and it was one of the hardest things i'd ever done but that i was really glad that i did and he was like congratulations mom and i was like thank you and he said you defeated cigarettes <laughs> It's quite a battle. It's the best. It really was. <laughs> Those GPC lights never saw it coming. <laughs> do okay. they even sell GPC lights anymore? I have no idea. They do. They're like twelve bucks a pack. I yeah. I don't know. So anyway, after our last podcast, I got a text telling me about their fart story. All right. <laughs> and it was at a gymnastics meet. And they were doing vault, and they ran down. Maybe gymnasts aren't eating enough. It's just hollow in there. <laughs> and when they landed, they farted really loud. 
that on landing yeah Ugh. that like most people knew. finish strong heather <laughs> most people knew what it was but her coach thought she hurt her ankle and was like did your ankle pop are you okay He's like, no, <laughs> I uh, stuck the landing on a mouse. Everything's fine. God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's an unfortunate part. Like, you have to think about doing all of your moves and your routines and not farting. <laughs> so. I mean, I farted on stage before. Uh-huh. I mean, directly into the microphone um, as a closer. <laughs> One more thing before I get out of here. Marco! Isn't there somebody who did that? Oh, you mean the greatest comedian of all time? Who? I don't even know their name. I don't even, it, was, it was a third-hand story, but it stuck with me so much because it's the dumbest, most hilarious. Okay. So I think it's a daytime show for old people. And like everyone's, bo- I think it's like an affair or something. I don't know. I don't even know the guy well enough to ask him to tell me the story again. It's been so long. But it like much like Midnight is Alright for Lovers, this story has stuck with me. So I think it's the beginning of the guy's set and everyone's bombing. It's the beginning of the guy's set. And he just he just <laughs> It's just so dumb. He just walks out and he goes, knock knock. And I don't even think anyone said who's there. He just stuck the microphone to his butt and farted. He just goes, knock knock. It's so dumb. But like I've never that's it's the most it's almost punk rock in a way. Like if farts can be punk rock. People who listen to this podcast. This is our second week of talking about farts. Let's change topics. Let's change topics. Let's go to our guest. When's the last time you sharted? have no recollection of that. Of sharding? Yeah. <laughs> it was a hypothetical. We don't actually need to get into it. Okay. Uh, this story made me... I don't know if laugh is the right word. I found it interesting because of... We had talked uh, a little bit about Christian rock. Mm-hmm. And uh, also my youth group, how concerned they were about Satan mm-hmm. and Satan metal. Okay. Uh, this is an, a coronavirus article. Okay. Um, the, okay. According to the San Francisco Chronicles date book, the thrash metal band Death Angel, which I, uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't, I'm not familiar with Death Angel, but I'm going to assume their songs go like this. <laughs> I have heard that name. Midnight is all right. <laughs> okay, Death Angel was on was in Europe for a tour in early March when the outbreak became global. They canceled the tour, headed back to the U.S. On the flight, the drummer Will Carroll Carroll started showing symptoms. After testing positive, he spent twelve days in a medically induced coma. That's serious. Mm-hmm. When he woke up, the staff applauded they couldn't believe it they thought he was gonna die i'm sorry i should have paraphrased more uh while while in the coma carol said he had dreams of visiting the afterlife he saw himself leave his body and go to hell 
Um, when, in fact, when he woke up, he said, am I still in hell? And she's like, the nurse ignored me. He said, the nurse ignored me. Cause people say all kinds of weird shit when they, you know, mm-hmm. uh, okay. He said, this is what made me laugh. I'm still going to listen to satanic metal. I still love deicide and bands like that. He told the Chronicle, as far as my personal life and my experience of what I went through, I don't think Satan's quite as cool as I used to. <laughs> That's coronavirus is changing lives. That's gotta be really scary. Oh hell yeah! But like, I mean, who thinks Satan's cool? I don't know. I think people are Satan. This is gonna sound bizarre. I think people are into Satan for the same reason people like Donald Trump. Meaning, people who are Satanists just think Christians are so dumb. It's almost like yeah. they're a Satanist to make fun of religion. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know if people like Donald Trump as much as they like that he pisses people off that they think are dumb. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. I'm sure there are serious Satanists out there, but it's also like, wh- why? What do you? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, wow. uh, I am a apathetic agnostic, so it, it's not really either one is neither my category, but it's just very <laughs> funny. Like, oh my god, I heard you almost died. And he's like, Yeah, and I don't think Satan's as cool as I used to either. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> but it's also like it's not even like he turned to Christ. That's it's the just... best part. Yeah, he wasn't like I've I am going to follow the Lord. Now it's like oh, I don't think Satan's yeah. as cool. It's almost, it's almost like a uh, a Let white su- a white supremacist who was like, still love white people, but I mean, maybe we're not all good. <laughs> I know. It's been a real epiphany here in prison. God, that's. <laughs> I mean, I'm not getting rid of my tattoos, but you know, I mean, other colors are cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the master race is as cool as I used to. <laughs> That is crazy. Uh, speaking of touring uh, during the COVID-19 outbreak. Oh, fuck me. Uh, I will be uh, traveling to um, Wisconsin next week. Mm-hmm. If you're in Wisconsin and you don't care about your health, coming out to the shows, May 29 and 30, I'll be in Appleton, Wisconsin. Um, and uh, man, you know, when this started coronavirus you know as it's unfolded in this last three months that have seemed like three years yeah i mean literally in the i did a i did a podcast um called uh with casey my pal casey mclean called comedians in quarantine Mm -hmm. i was still in spokane and we were talking about like what was gonna happen and we were talking about like two three four weeks of like a shutdown. Yeah. I well, I didn't think it'd be like this. Yeah. But the whole, maybe this is my fault, but to me, the whole thing from the beginning was like, okay, how long till we get to go back out again? How long until the threat is over? And then like where we return to, if not normal life, some semblance of that. And then as time goes on, you realize we have to return and it's not going to be normal life. Mm-mm. Like, I don't, I almost canceled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, I mean, I took this gig. Because uh, I'm not, I mean, the people, clubs have been open for a couple of weeks now, not in Washington State, but different places in the country. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I said yes. And then I was like, really like, man, am I, am I a moron? Am I crazy? And then, you know, cause I have to fly there. And, and then I saw the next day, uh, Wisconsin where I'm going, the, 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 they, Supreme Court like struck down the stay at home order. So like certain, certain places that didn't have city ordinances, people just packed the bars. I know. Just like wall to wall people in bar. And I'm like, am I flying into like, what's going to be New York, what New York city was at its worst. <laughs> And then, you know, I talked to the booker and he's like, well, the city of Appleton is still, still at stay at home orders. They didn't, you know what I mean? I'm like, all right. So I'm like, I'm not, it's really, not that I, it's weird because I, I, I kind of want like someone above me to tell me if it's okay. And then you realize, oh, no one's going to. No. Like I, they're not going to be like, it's okay to fly again. They're just going to be like, hey, if you fly, fly, go ahead. And I'm like, is it safe? Kind of. Am I in trouble? Maybe. Like, I no know. one no fucking says anything. No a guarantee. You know, not that I even need a guarantee, but it's like, they never shut down flying. No. So it's like, you know, you talk to some people and they're like, you're insane, but it's also my job. I know. And that's what I I keep going back to, is it's like... When I fly to Appleton, you know, I don't think anyone's going to judge the pilot for going to work that day. Mm-mm. No one's going to judge the flight staff. No one's going to judge the, judge the baggage handlers. And it's like, in a weird way, it's like, that's all. That's what I'm doing, too. I'm That's <laughs> part of my work. job. I'm going yeah. to work. In the same with it, like, wherever you live, if restaurants are reopening with these restrictions, it's like, are you... No one can afford to go, I don't know if it's really safe yet. I'm going to wait longer and keep my business shuttered. Yeah, nobody can. So it's it's complicated and I'm not, I don't feel great about it, mm-hmm. but I also am like, I guess here we go. And it's also like, oh, it's not like we're going back to normal because I don't have, I don't have any flight scheduled to like August after right? that. Yeah. But it's like, I don't, um, there's a lot of, I see a lot of, you know, I follow a lot of comics on twitter and stuff and some of them are just like you guys are fucking crazy no one should be going out and i'm like well i don't know i feel like there's a little bit of privilege in that right there is (laughs) you know but the the because it's like i don't know just that idea of like if we're good we can't just stay in our homes and learn to bake bread and put together puzzles for the next two years. Well, I think the thing is, <laughs> is know? like, this is your career. And you weren't at a point where you were a household name. So, Not even in this house. Um, Actually, you are in this house. <laughs> Pretty big deal in this house. You are. Um, <clears throat> but you can't... Um, if you don't accept the offers to work, like people are going to book you still. Your career is not going to happen. And it, yeah. And so I think that yeah, it is a privileged thing. I mean, do you think that the like checkers at different stores like they're like I have to work. I mean, yeah, it's interesting because I in some ways I don't have to work mm-hmm. because 
you know, you're getting unemployment that's way more than you ever made right. <laughs> doing it's your job. Embarrassing. And, you know, we got money from the federal government. I'm delivering. Gr- I haven't got my unemployment yet. Apparently, I went to some Nigerian scam. <laughs> um, but I'm only half joking, by the way. We just found out the state of Washington lost hundreds of millions of dollars to a Nigerian fraud for unemployment. So anyway. God. Um, but it's, it's, I don't. I'm not looking at the bank like I have to go to Appleton to pay bills. It's not that. But it's like I have to operate under the assumption that comedy is going to come back at some point. Mm-hmm. And like these – the clubs that I work on a national level are clubs that on paper I shouldn't be in anyway. Like I'm not the, – yeah. the, the names of the, – the credits of the people and the following of the people that I'm working these – the same clubs as are like – I'm already like, I'm not talking about talent. I'm talking about fame and ability to draw a crowd. I'm already like the lowest person on the totem pole. Yeah, right. And so it's like, am I supposed, I the whole thing's felt fragile. And now it's like, I just don't feel, if it's still the business I'm going to do, it's like, I don't feel like I'm in a position to just like, no, nah, I'm going to wait it out. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I don't, I don't know. I don't feel good about, I wouldn't have felt good about either one of them. And if they called and said it's canceled, my first thought would be relief. Mm. But I'm also like, I'm taking a calculated risk when I deliver groceries. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not that much of a risk. I don't go in the store. I, you know, I use hand sanitizer after every delivery. But it's still a calculated risk. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, flying is a calculated risk. Um, performing, you know, they have all these restrictions and six feet away and, you know, it's not normal. It's not like a normal mm-hmm. club situation, but it's like, and that's what I ended up thinking is like, so was it only, only okay to take a risk for a shitty job? Yeah. Why? It's more noble. Apparently. I don't know. You know, because that no one needs me to deliver groceries. The days I don't work, it still gets there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'll t- I'll take a calculated risk to uh, deliver Walmart and no one blinked an eye. Mm-hmm. But if I'm like, I'm flying to Appleton and people are, the general reaction from people is like, what the fuck are you thinking? I'm like, I don't know. No. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, if I get it, if for some reason I got uh, COVID-19, obviously I'd be like, I'm a moron. Why did I do that? <laughs> but in the same way that like, if you get in a car accident on the way to bowling, you're like, bowling's not important why did i you know what i mean like so i don't know it's it's hard though it's hard to um every state's different the federal government says different things every day it's like there's no like concrete Mm -hmm. you know but if the state if those clubs are open you know it's literally it sounds insane by Mm -hmm. the way it's like to get into the club they take your temperature it's like, am I doing comedy in a in, in some sort of sci-fi movie? Me? You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, that was 99. Get out. Uh, so, you know, it's, uh, I don't feel great about it, but I don't know what else to do, you know? I think you have to just do it. I, it does make me um, think, you know, I have had this um, product idea kicking around my head mm-hmm. for decades like 30 years and it might be the time do you remember the clapper yes i do 
you clapped your hands and it turned the lights on. Mm-hmm. Well, my idea was a similar to that, but it was the crapper. <laughs> you clapped your hands and it flushed the toilet. So it could actually be the time. Like if you didn't have to touch the toilet, like we would be saving, like saving ourselves from so many diseases. I'm going to um, take my time before I respond to oh, this. I already came up with a commercial because it was the clap. It was like the clapper commercials. <laughs> clap on, clap off, clap on, clap off. The crapper. <laughs> but <clears throat> but how, how is that going to help me on the airplane or on the in the hotel? Am I supposed to install it? No, everyone will already be using it. I mean, it. it's hard enough to join the Mile High Club. You think I'm going to be a Mile High plumber up there and install a new toilet? Don't worry, everyone. <laughs> I got it fixed. Don't need to touch anything. Two claps and that shit goes right down. It'll already be going. As soon as everybody hears about it, they're going to be like, we have to get one. All, all flights. By the way, um, I already got uh, an email uh, from Delta Airlines, where I'm going, um, that I'm flying on, and uh, to go to the bathroom, we have to raise our hand. They, we can't just get up to go to the bathroom. They have, we have to like, I don't know why. You don't touch the button anymore. I don't know about that. You just raise your hand like you're in. School. I don't. That's what the email said. It said raise your hand to go to the bathroom. I'm like, oh good lord, this I'm gonna is raise weird. my hand to let them know I already went. <laughs> What if you have to fart? I don't know. <laughs> Why would... I should be arrested for having sex with you because you have the mind of a minor. <laughs> what if you fart? In the middle of a coronavirus global <laughs> pandemic where I'm nervous about flying to a different state. Oh, also, what if you fart? <laughs> You're right. That is the biggest issue. <laughs> I hope I hope that when you get on the plane, you learn the flight attendant's name. Like, so you can just be like, Sheila, I need to use the bathroom. Would it be all right? Like, she lets me again. I, I should not have had that cranberry juice. <laughs> that stuff shoots right through. Damn it, Sheila. I had tacos last night. I have diarrhea. <laughs> Sheila, can I use the bathroom? Is one of the pre-symptoms of COVID-19 shitting on a plane? Cause... <sighs> Hope that doesn't happen. I love to do that when, like, when I'm out somewhere. Like, the rare night that I get to go out for, like, drinks with friends or something. And... The waiter or waitress will be like, hello, I'm Tim. I'm going to be your waiter tonight. And can I get you anything? And so every time they come or I, well, I first I introduce myself, I'll be like, hi, Tim, I'm Christy. Could I have? And so then every time they come back, I'll be like, Tim, could I get another drink? <laughs> it makes me so happy to do that. I think, I feel like flight attendants would actually like that. They seem, you know what I mean? They're like personable. Maybe. Um, I feel like flight attendants are the kind of people who are like, 
um, why do you, <laughs> what do you love about your job? Well, I just love people. And I think they're like serious. Like, why would you do that job if like. Yeah. Well, maybe you get to see new places and stuff. Yeah, mostly holiday ends. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I, I actually know. looked at the um, CDC website about the dangers of flying. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, due to the circulated air, it's actually a, some that's supposed to help it not be a problem. Which doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, hey, it blows germs around the plane, so you shouldn't be a problem at all. <laughs> I mean, as long as there's a crapper installed. <laughs> yes, a crapper see? clapper. Now you're getting on board. Hello. This is a commercial word for Anchor Podcast, the easiest way to host your podcast. Um, if you don't have a podcast, congratulations. You probably... Have an enjoyable life full of friends, family, and fun. Uh, but if you do have a podcast, um, I'm sorry. And you should use Anchor Podcasts. Uh, it's easy. It's free. Uh, they distribute everything for you. They give you sponsorship, which apparently is just talking about Anchor. I guess that's their sponsorship. But I don't want to brag, but I make, you know, maybe six bucks a month doing this. So worth it of course it is uh go to anchor.fm or the anchor app we now return to another riveting episode of the rutledges but then it also was like of course if someone on the plane was positive for COVID 19 it could be a br- well no shit you're in a tube in the sky with a guy who has a very infectious disease you think <laughs> also they're not selling middle seats that's good you won't get stuck next it's still to not someone. six feet though that's true. That's true. That's well, so it's interesting because um, this is something that, you know, as they talk about like going to school, going back to school next year in the fall, because I mean, we're doing distance learning and it is so awful. It's a long distance from learning, isn't it? <laughs> it is so. <sighs> <sighs> Well articulated. <laughs> yeah. I just, I hate it. I hate it. It's so, anyway. Um, so um, my sister, she works for like, um, like this, the education service district for the area. And uh, she was saying like, they're finding a lot of like parents are just doing the work because they don't understand how to teach it to their kids. And I'm like, I can see that. Like the one time, like, you know, I can see doing that. <laughs> and, um, uh, but she said that one of the problems they're coming up against is the school bus. And I keep thinking about yeah. this. Like, I think the only way would be. If those gla- I think you would sneeze have- guards. You know what I mean? If they put plastic up, because it, what what's the, what what would you tell me they could fit on? If they did every other seat, but it would have to be diagonal. Diagonally every other It'd seat. Be- that's like less than fifteen people, right? <laughs> yeah, right. So that's like how I yeah. It's it's going to be a problem. I and so like there's so many little aspects to it that I I'm really uh, I mean it. it sounds stupid to say i'm sad because you know everyone should be a little bit sad unless you're you know there's moments of joy of course but there's an overall sadness to the world right now Mm -hmm. 
But it's like, man, we had like two or three weeks where everyone was kind of like, oh, okay, let's do what we need to do and come together apart and all that shit. And now it's just all the red people. Yeah. How do we think the blue people are stupid and all the blue people think the red people are stupid. And it's like, how did, how did we make a virus political? How did we fucking do it? I don't know. And it's neither, I'm going to be honest, neither side is being honest. Well, no. I do you know, know what I mean? It's like, it, it's like, cause I hear all, all my blue friends and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a blue, but it's like, I, you're wearing a blue shirt today. Exactly, because of my pride in the Democratic Party. <laughs> no, no Democrat has pride in the Democratic Party. But uh, it's like, oh, all these idiots are opening up too early. And it's like, well, everyone's opening up, though. Mm-hmm. Slower, but still, it's like everyone has a narrative of like, well, if, if California and Washington are opening up too, then how come Georgia's idiots? And it's, then, and then red states are like, well, the Democratic governor states are doing worse than the other states. Well, why do you know? And I think that's mostly because of New York was so bad and that's a blue state, but it's well, like, I think, I mean, we live on the, the, the like water, you know, we're like this, <laughs> like we're the first point of flying for international into, travel. And, right. Sure. Like those, all of the, those like people live in blue states that. You know, people don't live in many, not as many people live in red states. Right. Yeah. And, and I think, I think that's the thing. It does. It makes me sad because yeah, it's, it's really like, sad, it's a yeah. virus. Like, I, I think that's the thing that's really hard is like, at first we were all just like, well, like we're going to have to just get through this. And, but somehow it's become, it's become political. It's really and disheartening, like, you know, like. It it made me sad, like, like people, like I've heard of, you know, people like, <clears throat> like their kids being like, why are those people wearing masks on their face? And them like telling their kids like, oh, they're just being ridiculous. And it's just like, wow, like, I don't know, like protecting your health, like is. Or someone else's. Right. It's just. Yeah, it's really, it's it's the, <laughs> anything I look at that has comments, they're just getting crazier and crazier, where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, in our state, because our our governor is a, is a Democrat, people are like, oh, this is what Jay Inslee wants. He wants to control all of our lives. Well, how come the red state governors who shut things down aren't trying to do that? It doesn't even make sense. No. It doesn't make sense. And also... No one, it's global. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think the people in Italy give a shit about whether we're Democratic or Republican here in the United States or Spain no. or Africa. So I just don't, it's, and, and it's just people getting crazier and crazier, people acting like, um, you know, it's, it, but the uncomfortable truth of all of this is people are going to die mm-hmm. and we have to like try to resume some sort of world. And hope not that many of them do. And right. maybe politicians just can't say that. Maybe they can't. Maybe they can't come out and be like, "Oh no, people are going to die." Mm-hmm. But we're trying not to have a Great Depression. Mm-hmm. And do you know what I mean? So I don't. I don't really know. You know, look, almost a hundred thousand people 
in the United States, which is obviously, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. But it's also like, you know, like in the, in Washington state, I think a little over a thousand people have died and 5,000 people die a month anyway. So it's like, it, you can feel any way you want when you look at the numbers. You can make anything. Ha and it's, you know, I'm friends with all of these comedians who are tweeting stuff about the death rate in Sweden versus the death rate in Georgia. I'm like, none of us know what the fuck we're talking about. No. Why are we pretending that, like, what, you, you had a Netflix special, so now you're uh, an infectious disease expert? And and you think this, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, what is happening where... It's like no one wants to listen and everyone thinks we know everything. That's not a recipe for a good society. It's not. It's not. And we have, I think we don't listen to people like in general as a society. We do not listen. We're so attached to our own agenda and we don't stop and listen. Like, I think like how often does somebody say like, like, oh boy, it smells so amazing out here that somebody else is just like, no, it doesn't. I hate that smell because it reminds me of, and it's just like, wow. <laughs> like, Yeah, I think social media has made a negative opinion a personality. Well, and we're all, we're all so... We think what we have to say is so damn important, you know. I like, mean, we have a podcast, so it is important, but other people. We need to share <laughs> fart news with the world. Duh. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going to come on I here mean, and talk about once the last time you sharted and then tell you that herd immunity is the best way to do it because Sweden's I'm, trying to. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. I have no idea. No. And that's the thing is like. I, I mean, this is the thing I keep seeing is like, I have no idea what to think. Like none. I don't know what to think. I don't know what, I don't know because I don't feel like there's anywhere to get proper answers. I wear a mask when I go into stores because it's, it seems like the thing you're supposed yeah. to do. The place, the times that I haven't, people stared and they leapt away from me. So I decided I would rather just wear a mask <laughs> than that. <clears throat> um, you know what? <clears throat> it's really hard for me to wear a mask. I have asthma. It's like really hard to like be breathing in my own air. It gets really hot. Yeah. Not to mention my glasses <laughs> get so fogged up. But... It's a small thing I can do. Yeah, like, absolutely. And that's the thing is like, I don't know if it's helping, but it's certainly not hurting, right? So, <clears throat> and that's, I don't know. It's just such a, um, I, I struggle with it because the thing is that I guess just at the very like, center of it is like none of us are getting the full human experience right now no. and and fighting with other people about this doesn't seem like like let's try and have the full human experience as best as we can 
Um, but it's, it's not, it's like just so like fighting and judging other people. And, um, it's, it just makes me sad. Like, and, and especially like for my kids, like, you know, they're not getting to do any of their stuff. And, um, and, and I think just like fighting with people that is not finding a solution to this like no and it's and <laughs> yeah it's it's it is it's very disheartening because it's and i will um you know he's an idiot but he's trump is right then the news is bullshit it is totally, it's absolute bullshit it is absolute bullshit and it's you know sometimes i'll listen to like CNN and stuff on satellite radio and mm-hmm. it's, you know, cause you can't, I try to like tune out, but then mm-hmm. I'm going to take a flight to Wisconsin. So I'm like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, it'll, every day there's a new study that came out from one particular college oh, and yeah, like, right? or even like, Oh, we did this vaccine thing. We think has some promising effects. How many people did it, did you try it on? Eight. Or monkeys or rats. So it's or... like, look, all of that stuff is important, but when every day it's a new story, a mm-hmm. new model that projects this, a new thing that projects that, it's like, it really, none of this is helping. Mm-mm. And you know what else they don't do? Just really weird. Almost like in Vietnam, they talked about Vietnam was a, one of the reasons Vietnam ended is they started showing body bags. Well, that's the thing. They don't do that on the news. There's apparently in New York, there's like free, there's like refrigeration trucks full of bodies. And like, they don't show, they do show victims and things of that nature. I'm not saying they don't talk about the death toll. Cause they, but they're not giving us a real picture of this yeah. is what the worst case scenario of this right. disease looks like in New York. There, there are not enough funeral homes to process the bodies and and so they are having to store them in in trucks and you know i mean right they they are not they don't show that and um it's a different experience there that's the worst case and that may be the worst place in the world that it's happened i mean it's on the down it's getting better but you know what i mean as far as like when it was at its worst so it's like and most of the media is in new york so of course that I know. It's like, you know, they're talking about how bad it is, but also not, you know, I don't, you know, the people who are just like, this whole thing's bullshit. This whole thing is like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. How do you, do you know what I mean? Like in New York, I only know this because I listened to the show Bennington on satellite radio that's in New York. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows someone who died or almost died. Everyone does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's most of the country does not have that experience. No. Our, our county, Thurston County, where we live, one person died. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry for that for that old dude who did die, but it's also like it's just not the same thing. You know, it's not. It's it's not. It's totally different. And um, yeah, I think that I gotta let Buddy in. You talk. Oh, you got him. He has lots of pine needles in his tail. Um, his ass is a swiffer. Jesus Christ, Buddy. Um, any, look at that. <laughs> uh, so, um, I, I think that it's like that with almost anything, you know, 
it's hard for people to um to really fully take in it's still abstract when you haven't seen what it looks like or if you've never seen death or you know just um yeah i mean i think that it is it is such a it's just way more powerful if you can actually yeah see this is what it looks like um i don't know i mean it's just it's so bizarre and it's so weird how pe people have made this like it's some political agenda and it's, it's really, like what it's, the hell it's really like, sad man and it's also it's like people um you know like i one of the things that came out was like 30 to 40% of the people who died in america uh from covid were like convalescent home, nursing home, mm -hmm. uh, hospice, yeah, which is like a staggering amount yeah. of that percentage. But it's like people also share that, like, see, it doesn't matter. It's just forty percent of people who are almost dead anyway. I'm like, what? Who hurt you? Right. Like what? What is this? Like, look, don't get me wrong. I'd rather old people die than babies. But it's like, what are we like? Oh, it's only. Only old people are dying. I know. But like, the, what's wrong with you? Where did you get to the point in your life that that you're so callous and you're so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Unempathetic? Yeah. I mean that it's only, it only matters if it is you. Like, Well, you know where that comes from is fear. People yeah. are like, rather than going, oh, wow, I hope I don't get this. You just go, this is bullshit. Mm -hmm. And somehow that, <laughs> somehow that makes you feel better. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's almost like it makes you feel better to go like, Bill Gates is part of the new world order that's going to usher in all this <laughs> change and blah, blah, blah. That somehow is more comforting than going like, wow, life is a random clusterfuck and there's a virus we've never seen before. I don't know what's going to happen. I guess people want to feel like they're in control. Or someone's in control. Even if the person in control is evil, that still makes people feel better. Right. Like this is only happening because of an evil person. It's not it's not that that life is 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 perhaps That's unpredictable. True. That's true. You people know. want to they want they have to feel like someone or or they're in control or somebody's in control. Um yeah, people want to feel like, and which is hard. And I think that, I mean, this is something I've talked about with one of my friends who her husband died of, he had a heart attack. He was 39. And um, two years later, she got breast cancer. And she and I have talked about how, I think I even talked about this on the podcast, is that we know that we are not in control. I yeah. Mean, we know that, that. There is no, no, like, you know, linear, like, you do this and good things will happen. Like, if you live mm. your life good, you do everything right, only good things will happen to you. Like, you have no control. There's no, there's no formula for being untouchable. And so I think that, um, 
like she and I have talked about, like how we get, like, we're going to do what we can, you know, when we know, like, we're going to use the tools we have and try, but we also know that is no guarantee that we will be okay and everything will go our way. And, and I think that sometimes, um, you know, some people just haven't had that experience of, like, I think, like, death is just such a different experience, and there is not a single thing you can do to bring that person back. Nothing. You can't look at that, like, let's say divorce, like, you think, like, well, I could have, or if only I had... Or maybe I'll find someone else. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When you have somebody die, there's no change. There's nothing... Like, it's final. And so I think that um, there's there's very few things that, that can emulate that absolute lack of control. And, and I think that, um, you know, some people just, they haven't had that experience. And some people just, they can't. Like, it's too, even if they've had the experience, like, it's scary. It's really scary to admit that you're not in charge. It's a really scary thought. And and I think it makes people, um, it's terrifying for people. And so, I, I, but it just sucks that, you know, to... To get to that point, like to just be so, so narrow minded about it that you would think this is like made up or that, um, that it's, well, it's okay. You know, they're all old people or they were all sick or, you know, and and it's just like, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, we don't. We don't know how this is going to end, and we still have to make, that's how this conversation started, we still have to make decisions in the uncertain times. There's no hindsight on this. Mm -mm. A year from now, we could be saying, can you fucking believe I flew to Wisconsin? I know. And we could also be like, that's when things started opening up again, and (laughs) blah, 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 and you know. So it's, and I'm not saying any, I'm judging the world right now, but I'm not saying anything like I have anything figured out because I don't. But I do know that like, <laughs> I don't know. There's no, people want to bring some sort of sense of justice to a virus that doesn't care about those human things. I know. And it's, do you know why It's a, It's a Wonderful Life is such a popular movie is because that's what we wish life was. Right. And do you know what I mean? Like, if you're good, you get good things. And that's, there is truth to that. There mm-hmm. is truth to that. People who are good to other people and they spread good around and it comes back to them. But it's like, let's not bullshit that a lot of times Mr. Potter wins. Well. In oh, fact, he's our president. Well, <laughs> I think the other part, too, is... <clears throat> You know, like, it's a wonderful life. Like, we're just seeing one night. One night, he, he, you know, they misplaced a, what, $8,000 deposit? I can't remember the amount. Um, 
they misplaced the deposit and the whole community came to help him because he was he had helped so many people right mm-hmm. um we're not seeing three weeks later <clears throat> when somebody's annoyed because damn it i gave him a hundred dollars and now i don't have a hundred dollars you know and yeah. and and we don't see that the same thing happened like two years like we're not seeing that so i mean this is the thing i always talk about is like um people people talk about you know like like I don't know. They talk about like, oh, a good friend who will show up for you in an emergency. I I don't judge my friends based on that because really uh, I'm a stranger would show up for another person in an emergency. That's a very simple thing that if you want to see a good um, representation of what kind of friends you have, look at them two months after the emergency. Are they still there for you? Are they still committed? Are they still like helping you? Have they grown sick of you talking about the experience? Because that's where like people drop off. They just, yeah. and, and I think this is the th- thing is we can all come together when we're apart for a few weeks and I don't think it's sustainable, though. No, I it's, think it's, most people aren't. And this has happened in the history of the world, but none of us were around for it. So it's like it's it's this thing where it's like I mean I even joked about that in some of my Zoom shows as far as like I'm just I'm done. Where it's like, hey, I learned all my lessons. Hey, I know what's important yeah, now. Right. I reprioritized. <laughs> ha ha. Thank you. You know what I mean? But even that. That aspect of it is showing our stupidity as humans where it's like, like, hey, this is, this is a, we're going to, let's learn to quit. Look, there is nothing wrong with taking up a hobby during this. Great. Good for you. But I mean, the idea that like, let's take this as a learning experience. That's fine. You that's making lemonade out of lemons. And that's, I have no problem with that. But it's also like just that idea, like, you know what? I I think this is life telling us to take a break. Is it? Mm -hmm. Or is it a virus that's ravaging the world? <laughs> right. It's not. There's not some. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Is what, like, what was AIDS? <clears throat> was that just telling gay people to take up quilting? I mean, what maybe. the fuck are we I mean, talking maybe. about? And bake bread. <laughs> um, well, and I think that's. I think that's the thing. Is like, you know, there's a lo- like p- people talk about like I am just so tired. Like you and I have talked about how we are sleeping way longer than we have in years. But there's like we all have this like low level anxiety sure. that it wears you down. And and this is the thing where I think about like with the like <laughs> with school, like one of the parts that's such a disaster, like that's so overwhelming is it's like okay, now we're supposed to teach our kids <laughs> and we're all overwhelmed and scared and unsure. And now we have to learn this new job where we, you know, we are supposed to try, like, I'm looking at some of these things and I'm like, I'm not sure exactly what I'm supposed to be teaching her in this problem. Like, do they want her to learn this method? Like, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure this out. And then I'm like, like, 
and I'm overwhelmed and I'm tired and I don't know what's happening and my kids are the same and I wish that they would have just been like you know what everybody we're not going to learn anymore this year I agree here's what you should have just canceled the whole thing like all of us in third grade okay here's what you should do read every day work on your multiplications tables like memorize your multiplication facts up to 12 you know i should do that teach your kids how to cook go on walks together do chores around the house we're not going to add to your stress and anxiety i wish they would have done that because i think it would have like i keep seeing all these articles about like we should be worrying about children's mental health and i think absolutely but i think we should be looking at like where it starts at like we should be taking care of the parents as well and we have put so much pressure on them because on top of all of that we're supposed to be baking bread and learning <laughs> new activities and you well know. you know what this reminds okay Sometimes I know you don't watch a lot of boxing or UFC. Not that I do. I, I used, used to watch boxing a lot growing up. There are times where someone gets hit so hard that they kind of like I don't, they'll start swinging at the ref. Like they're so yeah, they're disoriented. They're so disoriented. They don't know what's happening. They're swinging at the ref. They're like they don't know. They're and it's like and then they call the fight. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, what do you mean you call a fight? I was fighting back. I'm fine. They don't even. That's what I feel like the whole world is like right now. We got hit in the fucking face. We're swinging at people who aren't even there. And they were like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'm learning at home. Fuck you. I'm putting up. You know, and it's just like. We can learn at home. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) And we need. It's like someone needs to come in and be like, no. We're done. No, we're calling this. Throw in the towel. The fight is. You know what I mean? Yes. Not that we shall lay down and die, but it's like. We just have to admit that, like, we this, this is, is not an a un- time for growth. This is an un. If you are growing during this, fucking great. But yeah. it's just like it's. Don't expect yourself <laughs> to grow. Let's let's put a cap on that. You know, and I get that's what the school is supposed to do. Like, but it's like this year's a wash. Mm-hmm. It ain't happening. Mm-mm. Like they didn't learn that much. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, they. I mean, through. Through until it happened. March 12th. Until it happened. But I think that they should be like, next year, we will be teaching them a year and a half worth. Or, you know, we're, I mean, because, yeah, I mean, this is, um, yeah, I think like everybody, the world got punched in the face harder than we could We're stumbling around like trying to beat up the referee. We don't even know who hit us. (laughs) We're just like, what? God damn it. It's just... (laughs) It's just, it's so much. And and I think that's the thing that's like, that's really, it's really hard. It's really like, it's just really hard to, I don't know, just to, because on top of like trying to survive my daily stuff, like I may have to talk to people who are like, well, it's just ridiculous. It's all made up. We don't believe in it. Like. That doesn't even make sense. You don't doesn't... believe in it. Are we talking about? Are we talking about ghosts? Are we talking about aliens? I'm... What do we not believe in? Yeah, and I mean, I know people who have been like, 
Yeah, we're not social distancing. We just think that's ridiculous. Look, maybe you can have the feeling that like, hey, if we just would have ignored this, we'd be where we are now anyway. I don't know if the science backs that up, but it's also like, um, but also, I mean, we have to, we have to admit, like, don't get me wrong. I'm for a science-based decision-making process, but we have to admit that science is wrong all the fucking time. Right. Do you know what I mean? They make, you know who else is a scientist? Is your local TV meteorologist. (laughs) And uh, they're partly cloudy and partly wrong all the goddamn time. So it's like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we should ignore science, but at the same time, it's like, maybe there's a reason we don't, (laughs) the, the, you know, scientists don't really run things. You know what I mean? It's like, but I don't know. It's it's a uh, it's a difficult difficult time, but it's also not that difficult, which almost makes it crazier. Mm-hmm. Where your minute to minute life is pretty okay, but mm-hmm. then it's just like, fuck, man, are we waiting for what's happening? What's next? Well, like you know, like I mean, one of the first episodes we did where I was like, I start to wonder, is everybody hanging out without me? Did they make this up so well, they, they can are stop now. hanging out with me? It's hard, though, because I don't... That's a thing that the the left is doing right now, is they're pretending it's not hard. Just stay in your house and don't talk to anyone and wear a mask everywhere. It's, it's no hard. big deal. It's, it's like, it's hard. what are you talking about? It's like, just be part of a human. What's the big deal? <laughs> like, know. no, it's hard. Uh, and then, of course, the other side is just, I don't know, bringing a machine gun to Subway for some reason. I don't know what the fuck's happening. <laughs> Uh, about a machine gun to Subway? One of those people who goes to the rallies about liberty and freedom and, yeah, which again, isn't that many people, but it's, uh, it's confusing. It's, you know, just try to be nice. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying this, but I, I also feel like, like, um, you know, the government isn't really doing that great of a job giving <laughs> giving people money who need the money right now. Mm-mm. And so I kind of feel like it's our job to distribute it properly. Yeah. You know, and don't get me wrong, I'm not just handing over my paychecks. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, if I would, I, you know, this is, I don't know, I'm not even comfortable saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Like if you, if you, like the government's going to give us money again, the federal government apparently, that's nuts. And it's like, we don't need it. Why but it, can't, can we turn it down? Like, that's... I don't want to turn it down. I want to take it and give it to a food bank. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Because they're... But what about... See, this is where I think you have the people who go to the food bank. Yeah. But then you have the people that are like... They probably need it, but they're not going to go to the food bank. Well, if you need it bad enough, you'll go to the food bank. I don't want to go to the food bank, but if I needed to, I would. I would, yeah. You know, that's true. Yeah. And it's, but that's what I mean, where it's like a lot of people that I know were like, even the comedians, were sort of like sending it to the emails, like, to be honest, I have more money than I used to. Like, I don't know what's. Right, I know. And especially me, I don't even have the unemployment yet. I've just been working. By the way, that's everyone who's like, I got no money. I don't know what to do. You could have got a fucking job. That's what I did. I know, right? Like, <laughs> that's the thing I keep talking about is like, I'm sorry. This is like the sign of like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it just said something so much about you as your career ended. And you were like, didn't skip a beat. Like, 
well, I'm delivering groceries now. Maybe I'll do a little grocery shopping for some people. Like, and I just feel like that's such a like, you didn't wait for some, like anyone to come and save you. You're like, I'm saving myself. <laughs> like, And then so, what the surprising thing about all that is my comedy career didn't end. Like, don't get me wrong. It's like way less than it was. But, but you still are. But like, I'm still doing, you know, I'm doing these Zoom shows, which are sometimes good, sometimes just the worst thing in the world. <laughs> Even when they're, I just did one where like people, you can see the people, right? Uh-huh. And they they act like they're watching a show. On, like when you and I are watching TV, yeah. we go like, what show was that guy in that we used to watch? Do you yeah. know what I mean? We just start talking about, and that's what people do watching Zoom comedy. They're just like, I tell a joke and they're like, huh, sounds like Larry, right? And I'm like, I can hear you. <laughs> like, you can't just comment. <laughs> I was. I don't. Were wa- you like who's Larry? <laughs> I, I was watching. Be able to do it. I wasn't. I was going to say stage by stage. I mean my daughter's bedroom in front of a blind. <laughs> but I was watching another comic perform, and they said something about divorce. And this couple looked at each other and kissed each other as almost as if to say like we're not getting divorced. And I was disgusted. <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> just like just let them tell a joke about divorce. It's not about you. Like, I don't want to see well-lit pictures of the people I'm performing for in their house anymore. I don't, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, it's not terrible and it's better than doing nothing, but like enough, (laughs) enough of this shit. But anyway, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tough time and be nice to, uh, other people. And I'm, you know, I'm not saying that in any way to like say, look how nice I am, but I'm, I am saying that like, I'm, I know we're, don't get me wrong. It's not that much money, but like we gave zero money to charity <laughs> most of our life because we didn't have any money. And then all of a sudden now with our expenses down and all this money from unemployment and other things, it's like, it just feels, I'm not stupid about it. Like I'm, I want to save money for who knows what's next. But I'm also like, when you see a picture on the news of a giant line of people right. who are waiting to get food for their family and you're like, the federal government just gave me thirty nine hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I know. Not that that's three point nine million dollars, but I'm also like, it's huge for us. But I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm also like, well, fuck. Let's, you know what I mean? If we've been giving, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> we've been giving money. Like, I mean, especially like, I mean, we get food. We do order out once a week. Oh, you you talking about? Funny Food Fridays? Yeah, okay. Johnny made the name up, <laughs> and it stuck. <laughs> and when I tip, I'm, like, tipping so much, and, like, I, you know, I I have sent some, like, gift cards to people, and I, you know, we're trying. We gotta take care of each other. We do. We have to take care of each other, you know, not in a stupid way, but, like, it's, um, because I do think the majority of people are, like, not... All we see is the extremes, right? Right. Um, but uh, that it's the it's the lower ones that the hard yeah. part of this. <laughs> we thought the hard part of this was going to be the month we had to not leave the house, but like the hard part starting now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? As far as like they're reopening things, and who knows what's going to happen? And um, I'm going to go to Appleton. 
So Well, and I think we're tired, we're worn out, we're grumpy. We have to we have to remember like now is the time to use extra kindness to people. Like yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh let's wrap this up. Um if you would like to be a uh Rutledge Reveler, uh, and uh, support this podcast with a monthly financial donation, um, a percentage of which may or may not go to a food bank. Uh, <laughs> after all that charity talk, oh, we're like, wait, give us that money. Reminds me of um, th- this. Of I was going to. I wanted to give a shout out to our listener Jack, who fixed my fucking computer. Like, I know he knows about computers, and so I was like, where would you take your computer to get it fixed? And he's like, I'll fix it for you, and he won't let me pay him. That's very generous. And I, it, I, I'm like, oh my gosh. He was like, just keep making podcasts. <laughs> and so what did I do? I thanked him with yet another podcast about farting. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, in the podcast notes, if you click on where it says support this podcast or go to RutledgeRadio.com and click support for as little as 99 cents a month uh you can support this podcast and that makes you a good person and then we we will redistribute that to people who need it <laughs> i regret even bringing that up uh because then, well that's the thing you just went on about how we've got to take care of other people and we're making more money than ever and by the way <laughs> I know. I feel like an asshole. I didn't bring that up to be like, look at us. Because, again, if you saw the amount of money we donated, you'd be like, you have done nothing. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just saying that idea of, like, let's try to not get bogged down in, like, you know, uh, whose side is what side and whatever. Like, because this is, uh, I don't know, man. I don't, maybe this shit happened before. Maybe it just... When you look at history, you're like, oh, look at World War II. Everyone came together. And like, but it's just, I don't know. Everything's Vietnam now. Everything's like. Yeah. E- damn hippies. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Thanks for being here. And remember. You can't unlisten. We're the Rutledges. Rutledges. We're the Rutledges. Rutledges. We're the Rutledges. We've got a podcast.